0: Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go.
1: All right. Welcome to Side Action Episode 8 of Season 5. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And I'm Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31sroberts.
1: Follow the podcast at SideActionPod on Twitter and SideActionPodcast on Instagram. So, Action, you can hear uh, not only the voice I got sick this week, so, you know, whatever. I don't think it was COVID, everybody. Maybe it was, but as you know, I'm immune to COVID, apparently, uh, at least when Action gets it. And, um, yeah, so I've just been sick for the last few days, as I was mentioning to Action before the podcast. You know, been catching up on... Uh, what am Game of Thrones and catching up on my fantasy shows, including uh, <laughs> the Rings of Power and the uh, House of Dragon and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully you're doing okay, Action.
0: Yeah, yeah, doing great. Uh, I think I mentioned last week my brother-in-law, Marcus, is in town visiting us. Yep. So we've been doing all the fall Michigan activities. We hit the cider mill on say, oh, nice. got some hot cider and donuts and... Oh, nice. uh, He's been using my office this, wo- this week to work, and so I he raised the chair, and I kind of like it. Yeah. You know, i got a new perspective here tonight.
1: Better for your posture probably, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so.
1: Keep it square. I know everybody wants another shocker update. we had been again despite having the backup QB. Tommy, my cousin, came through in the clutch. In fact, we intercepted their first three passes of the game. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> three interceptions. One was a pick six. We scored, I think, four in the first half. Luckily, only- I think we didn't score in the second half. We ended up winning, you know, 25 to six or something. But it was uh, it's kind of a weird, weird start to the game. They were supposed to be a good team, and we just kind of roasted them. But
0: it sounds like Kenny Pickett was out there playing for your opponent. Yeah. Three passes, three interceptions. And that is his name,
1: Pickett, right? So you, know, yeah, um, um, <laughs> you should know. And you, you know, that this tradition started with your cousin. We're having the uh, you know, the Shockers team dinners tomorrow night.
0: Oh, okay. good? Stanford's
1: this time. I made it a joint party with the free swingers, you know, the softball team, and so we're going to have a good good group of 15 over there at the Stanford's. So, since the weather's supposed to be nicer, maybe we'll actually be outside for five minutes. Nice.
0: Is there still an ongoing debate after every touchdown whether you should go for one or two points? I know that was
1: big back in the day. No ongoing. We go for one every time because there's no debate. Just get the just get the number one. <laughs>
0: You guys need to embrace analytics out there.
1: Yeah, the analytics, you know the analytics are garbage when you can't actually get the number two. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, too, I think in, in flag football, as this has been hotly debated amongst, you know, your your cousin and you are on one side and me on the other, it's from like the one-yard line. I mean, it's like maybe the two-yard line. I mean, it's it's almost automatic to get the one. The two is not impossible, but it's more like ten yards, or I don't know whatever the, the cone is, eight or ten yards. And it's, I mean, certainly if you had a play, you ran a play, maybe. But mm-hmm. we went for two once. We did get it, but uh, we were we're probably about eighty to ninety percent on ones. So I'll,
0: okay, I'll take well, that. It, if you're converting at that rate, it changes the math.
1: Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and uh, we do the backup again in this this week again. Our guy Clay's gonna miss, but we've already sewn up the one seed. Playoffs start in a couple weeks will be okay. Just just so you know, it's, I know you guys want to hear the shockers so. <laughs> update. All right, let's get into the actual NFL uh, action for week six. The review you've mentioned it here already. Pickett, although he did practice this week, Kenny Pickett did get knocked out of, uh, of the game last week, um, which is interesting. He goes out with a concussion, and man, some people with these concussions, they're back instantly. I mean, he was practicing in full on Wednesday, so he already cleared, you know, to practice. It looks like he'll play again, but you know Mitch Trubisky played decent. Maybe he's better as a backup. He's like pulling a Nick Foles on us, you know. Um, but obviously monitor his stuff. We got Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. This I think is a big, big injury. You know, we I saw him last week and he was terrible. He's got this thumb injury. He's going to have some sort of surgery apparently. Uh, so enter Tyler, he- Tyler or Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Heineke, sorry, uh, <laughs> who started all last year, and you know, I mean. He's, he's a little fiery guy. He can make some things happen. I think he I think he's up right over Wes. I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Yeah. We, I mean, we can talk about it when we get to the game handicap, but I think that uh, just from the jolt of energy, the commanders are going to get some pickup from the quarterback change.
1: Yeah. And they got to get, get over this distraction with the, with the owner, which we didn't really talk about last week, but there's lots of craziness there. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, he was out. Um, obviously in the game already out four to six weeks. You got P.J. Walker also got concussed, um, and Jacob Eason came in there and actually moved the ball. I mean, P.J. Walker was terrible against the Rams, unfortunately didn't cover for us, and Eason, slow down, man. It's first and goal. He tried yeah, to like get, get, get get a little quick on the defense and gets picked inside the red zone, but, but anyway, Jacob Eason and let's start. Wow, that's a, a third stringer.
0: I actually did hear today. I think I put this one in that PJ has been practicing, which I thought was strange oh, okay. too. So maybe it, you know, something to monitor. I don't think it's going to get me to back Carolina in any stretch of the imagination, but it could be Walker
1: or Eason out there, or both. Who knows? Right. I've noted that uh, we've got some people returning. Dak Prescott looks like he's going to play this week, at least I think that's the reports. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. Dallas, and Tua also is set to return from his you know, last appearance when he had that weird stuff happen on the field at uh, Cincinnati. So we can talk about the handicaps there, but certainly getting your number one starter back has to be decent, right?
0: Definitely. Huge boost for the Cowboys.
1: Um, And I think I didn't update this. Randall Cobb, uh, who got hurt in the game on Sunday against the Jets, his ankle, he's actually downgraded out in this game from what I saw. Uh, They've got a lot of injuries at receiver. Sammy Watkins is already out, though, you know, we all know how, Rodgers doesn't have a receiving core already, but he, you know the ones they do have are not even out there for the most part. Um, you know, monitoring the San Francisco, you know, defensive guys Bosa and Armstead. They, you know, Bosa had limited practice. Armstead, I don't think he practiced this week. Um, so both guys we got to take an eye. You know, if we're gonna pick that game, got to take an eye on it because they played like garbage against Atlanta. We'll talk about them in a minute. And then uh, Joe Noteboom uh, from The Rams, the offensive tackle, he's out for the year, torn Achilles. So they really have had some issues on that offensive line.
0: Yeah, yeah, poor offensive line just gets poorer with the loss of NoBoom. They can't protect Stafford at all, and it's a huge problem for them offensively.
1: Exactly. So let's review uh, the games, the ones we picked, and then some highlight games. Well, let's, let's start with the big, the, the Jets, the Jets, baby, come on. I mean, you were, you're early, but the Jets are, <laughs> you know, they plus plus seven in this game and they won. I mean, I watched the game cause I, you know, we get the Bears weren't playing. So I get to see most of the football games this week. They dominate the game. And I know you were watching on red zones. You didn't get to see a lot of the plays, but that's because the defense was destroying Rodgers and the run game and they won 27 to 10 I guess that's sort of indicative of the score. The offense didn't play very well for the yeah. Jets. We'll talk about that in a minute. But that defense played so well, it was opportunistic. I mean, they, they blocked a kick early. They blocked a punt. to returned for a touchdown. They sacked Rodgers repeatedly. And then the Jets did make some plays in the fourth quarter, which they've been pretty good in the fourth quarter to get this win. Did you know the Jets are 4-2?
0: Yeah, yeah. It looks like uh, that season win total, 5.5, I bet, is uh, going to be sewn up here pretty soon because yeah. their defense is awesome. And offensively, um, the the running back, Brees Hall, has been elusive. Yeah. And I think between Gardner and Brees Hall, I heard this week, both of them are favorites to win rookie of the year on each side of the ball.
1: Yeah, Sauce Gardner is a really good player. I didn't really know about him. You hear the name, obviously, the Sauce, you know, and it must be good if he gets a name like that. But I know Hall because I have him on my fantasy team. But watching him play, he's definitely, you know, incredible player so i really like the talent on the team and salah during the game they were talking about how you know oh he just lets the guys play it's a very simple scheme and lets them run to the ball especially on defense so it works against certain teams we'll see if it can work again this week um so that was a good one for us Uh, on the bad uh, ones the
0: jets one for 11 on third down still winning the game 27 to 10 is pretty remarkable it shows you how good they played on defense
1: yeah, it was it was a rough game to watch, and especially because we had the plus seven. I'm like, as good as they're playing, all they need to do is give up a touchdown, and they're gonna you know push or lose. But yeah, they they but in the fourth quarter, this team has played well in the fourth quarter. I don't know what it is. Maybe the play calling gets a little more aggressive. They did run kind of a a trick play, a bootleg kind of play that got a deep ball um, to Corey Davis that kind of opened the game up a little bit. And then you mentioned Brees Hall's runs too were great. Well, anyway, we mentioned the 49ers, you know, and I guess I, sh- I should have come off this handicap. They they lost outright, so my survivor bid is over uh, action. I know, you're, I know you're aware, but, you know, I still was like, come on, 49ers. All the money was going in towards the Falcons, man. Yeah. Maybe we should have bailed. This this line, I think, got all the way down to four and a half maybe mm-hmm. or maybe lower, it four. Looks oh, like close to three close and a half, half yeah. From five and a half and – you know, it was turnovers. You know, wasn't the Atlanta play great, but Jimmy G in certain spots just plays like garbage, and, you know, they didn't score in the second half and lost outright 28-14. to 14.
0: Yeah, it was a tough game for our pick, and, you know, the box score isn't really indicative of how the game went. The Niners had 346 yards, outgained the Falcons, yards per play all across the board. It's Jimmy's poor play and the turnovers that really hurt us, especially early on in the first half. They just couldn't get anything going.
1: Right. Uh, well, we we almost picked and didn't. Hopefully, you guys took advantage of the Pats plus two and a half on the road at Cleveland. You were right on this one. Action. Um, the defense just destroyed, you know, Nick Chubb and the gang. And obviously, I'm assuming Brissette didn't have a great game either. But your guy Zappy Zappy Hour. I mean, is there a controversy in New England? I mean, 309 yards, two touchdowns. He's Play great i mean they're they're two and one you know with him in there obviously and they almost won that one at green bay they went outright 38 to 15 and this game wasn't even close
0: yeah yeah total butt whipping um zappy was great and defensively they really bottled up the browns rushing attack which i didn't really expect i'll be honest but um defensively they also held Brissett in check too which was the handicap and uh Zappy's been great. I don't know that there's a quarterback controversy. I think I read that Mac Jones is inching closer to return, although I'm not right. sure they're going to need him this week against your Bears.
1: Yeah, I know. On Monday night, woohoo! All right, so the Cardinals, you know, wow, what can be said about this Cardinals team? They're supposed to be great on the road. We stuck to that handicap. They were two and a half point favorites on the road against a defense that can't can't stop anybody. First of all, Arizona was up and down the field. They went for fourth down multiple times in the you know, maybe not the red zone, but inside the twenty five, inside the thirty. They scored three points against the Seattle team on offense. They they scored a defensive touchdown, they lost the game outright nineteen to nine. So the defense played okay. But what the hell happened? I mean, Arizona, ugh, I mean Cliff Kingsbury just annoys the shit out of me.
0: The fact that they scored nine points against the Seattle defense is probably the most perplexing outcome of the entire season so far. I mean, Seattle's defense is one of the bottom of the league and I had to
1: actually, actually it was three offensive points. Yeah. They scored a defensive score. Good
0: point. Game. Yeah. Make it three points that even worse. I, I don't know what to say about it.
1: Yeah. I inexplicable. I mean, I understand the, the metrics for going for fourth down and stuff, but you got to be able to read a game. Mm-hmm. You know, the game's a tight game, kick a field goal, you know, keep it, keep it close, you know, just, Maybe a pop off a score. We'll talk about it later. They do get uh, Hopkins back, so maybe a little bit better. And then the Panthers, we come out, it was, you know, the Panthers were a 10-point dog on the road. We liked that. We didn't think the Rams should be favored by, you know, by 10. And I think we were kind of right. Yeah. But we kind of get a dead cat splat, as I call it, instead of a bounce here. It was the offense, man. I mean, P.J. was terrible. They put an Easton, and they they get 60 yards on his first drive. I know it's prevent defense, but... There was nothing. They could do nothing. They even got a defensive score in this game to get to 10 points as they lost 24 to 10. Otherwise, they only put up three points as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a terrible offensive performance. And I did hear today on a, another podcast that P.J. Walker threw 11 passes and his average depth of target was .1 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. They just weren't throwing the ball down the field. They were throwing it behind or at you know parallel to the line of scrimmage all day, and that obviously didn't get
1: it done. Yeah, and then uh, you probably saw as well, not that it's a huge handicap, but Robbie Anderson got sent to the locker room, and then apparently didn't get on the plane, and then he immediately got traded to, uh, to Arizona, of all places. One uh, we did hit was the Bills. Uh, the Bills were three-point favorite. Closed on the was that in the contest? Two and, a half, two and, half and a half. contest. Yes. Yeah. So we liked the Bills, um, but it was a really entertaining game between them and the Chiefs. It was a fun one to watch. It wasn't. A late light show, like some people anticipated, it was an under game. The final score, they won 24-20, and it really boiled down to a, a fourth quarter drive, like they did in Kansas City in the playoff game. The difference was they gave the ball back with a minute four, and they actually, I don't know, I don't know what happened. Mahomes threw a pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if he was looking at the right guy, but you know, the, the Bills actually made a play, which. They didn't last year in the playoff game, so it was nice to get that redemption.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the Bills' defense was ultimately the unit that won out in this game. They did a remarkable job of keeping a spy on Mahomes, especially in those crucial late-game situations, which ultimately forced him into throws that he normally would on plays that he would normally run on, and that right. uh, sealed the game.
1: Yeah, and I think in the game, and I can't, I don't think it was the final drive, but it was one of the drives when they drove you know, ninety-six yards or something down the field on the Chiefs. And, you know, Allen was just sublime. I mean he was playing such good football. That was the one that I was like, they're gonna win this game. I don't care what the score is. You know, they, they 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 don't fear this crowd. They don't, you know, the defense and so on. So um so the last game I just wanted to highlight was the Eagles. It wasn't really a great football game in terms of it wasn't like down to the wire but the Eagles now, you know, they were seven-point favorites at home uh, on Sunday Night Football. They came out up 20-3 to three at halftime. And this, this is, you know, if you've heard this already, action, but our listeners should listen. The Eagles are the best scoring team in the second quarter in the entire mm-hmm. league. And this is like their quarter, right? They're not that great in the second half, unfortunately, but that's when they dominate their their team. So maybe that's a half you know, halftime spread angle you could pitch to somebody. Uh, in the second half, the the Cowboys did try to come back and they they did score 17 unanswered, but eventually lost 26 to 17. But Philly, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, it was a little late to the party. I probably should have done it early. I've been a little tight on cash, but I I put in Bills and Eagles to win the Super nice. Bowl futures. Now I'm just figuring one of those teams going to make it. Not both, so I can hedge later. But the Eagles look like it, unless they get some injuries. Yeah,
0: what kind of price did you take on
1: the Eagles? Uh, it was it was like it's like plus 550 or something like that plus 600 and it was only like two 250 for the bills now yeah. it's pretty low yeah. um but I figure just do it and then I'll worry about it later you know because I just think these are the two teams but we'll see I mean there's AFC is still wide open but the NFC I not you tell me who else is gonna beat this team I don't know you know the Cowboys maybe with Dak but you know, they they, they put up a, a good fight in the second half, but in the first half they didn't look like they were ready. Yeah.
0: And I think you're on to something. Eagles first half has been a uh, covering machine this year. I don't think they've lost the first half despite a really close one sure. against Arizona last week. And then uh under second half. I every week I've mm-hmm. I've been doing the same. i have been looking at Eagles under second half because they get out to these huge leads and then they really slow the game down in the second half and force the football up the middle with hurts on those sneaks and uh, the rushing attack as well so i think those are both good angles on eagles games
1: right both those teams are on by this week so you know can't follow them so just a trend update you know we're starting to get the splits you know underdog and favorite i had i i, I grade him as seven so it's even but the unders are still killing it uh nine and five and you've got 57 and 37 on the season that is insane 61 mm-hmm. percent
0: yeah just poor quarterback play. I heard on a podcast that yeah. Tom Brady said it himself, and he's included in that because across the league, I think the quarterbacks are just down. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is taking a dip. and name it. Uh, there's really just two elite quarterbacks left in this league, I believe, between Mahomes and Allen.
1: Yeah, and we didn't even mention the that game. You know, Tampa didn't even beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. You know, took them to the late in the fourth quarter, score a touchdown, but. Uh, but still, the spread. If you pick the side, you'd be fine. It was 0-16, 0-14, 16, not 14 16 0, 14, 16, 0 yeah. 14 this week uh, for for the spread, which is crazy. I mean, it, again, about you know 13%, 13.5% of this year. So to review uh, the bye teams, you got Bills, Eagles, Rams, and Vikings. So you, you know some marquee players, especially for fantasy out there, mm-hmm. and also, obviously some of the exciting teams to watch. What's over this week's matchups here, Action. Tonight, you know, we won't talk about this in detail, but a couple of teams are in weird spots. I mean, New Orleans is going to Arizona. Um, They're 2.5 in the contest, 44-point total, down from 45.5. So, you know, Arizona never wins at home, but I also heard Andy Dalton, he's lost 11 straight in primetime. So what gives?
0: I don't know where to go on this side. Uh, I think you've seen a little bit of sharp move towards New Orleans down from yeah. three to two and a half at some points this week, and I think it's still two and a half pretty much across the board. Um, I'm riding with the under though. This trend of Thursday night football unders this season has been dominant, even higher rate than the 61% across the league. So I think uh, 40, you know, 44 where it stands right now. I think under is good bet again tonight.
1: Yeah, I think you're you're right on that one. Let's go to the main slate. Uh, Green Bay is going on the road uh, to the Commanders now. Washington. This open is a pick. Uh, is that right? I don't, I don't know when that. Open, uh,
0: some of these openers, I'm not sure, are accurate.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Let's see what I had as my opener. Um, I had it at five and a half. So it's let's just say it's five and a half on the opener, and then it, it's down to four and a half now. The total started at 42, down to forty two one and a half. Um, You know, I'm probably buying a little bit too much into the the Heineke stuff, but the Green Bay defense is really good, actually. It's Mm kind of sad what's happened to Green Bay because their offense isn't right. Something's wrong. I mean, I think it's obviously they don't have the receivers, but the defense has played pretty well. Um, And so that's the only reason why I wouldn't go 100% back on Washington. But I just think that, if they get a little bit of offense, this team's decent. And Green Bay, for some reason, they're susceptible to to a lot of different teams. But I'd be happy to pass on this one too, Ashton.
0: Yeah, I uh, initially going into this week, prior to the Jets' loss, I had kind of circled this spot as a potentially buy low spot on the Packers. But sure. um, then they looked really bad against the Jets, and I think that there's obviously something wrong with this offense. It's broken. Yeah, I think you're on to something with the lack of rapport with his receiver, receivers. You've seen in the last couple of weeks that he's looked more to Randall Cobb, which makes me think even more so that he doesn't trust the young guys. And now Randall Cobb yeah. is out. So it's just going to put another ding on this offense. And I, I don't know if the ayahuasca micro dosing is giving him some trouble, but Aaron Rodgers is not the same quarterback regardless of receivers.
1: What's weird about this team, too, and, and I know the offensive line isn't as good as years past, is, you know, your best weapon on offense is Aaron Jones. Yeah. He was, like, not a no-show knack last week, but they really didn't throw him the football. They used to always set him out in pass patterns and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is it with Lafleur or, or maybe maybe Rodgers is calling the offense. You know, clearly he's Mrs. Hackett because it's just not the same offense this year, so... You know, again, we can back it off. I just would be, you know, even though Washington looked terrible last week, as I told you, but I think if they make some plays with Heineke, maybe this is a team that could be a dangerous dog. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but we can best. Let's
0: be honest. The, the Commanders should have lost on Thursday night to Chicago. Oh. I mean, the, the outcome there looks good on paper, but, I mean, Chicago should have scored oh. 21 points easily. And then how are we looking at the Commanders today had they lost that game to the Bears?
1: Yeah, and I, I was there. They were they were not good. Yeah. Uh, especially on D, but they held up when they needed to. And you know Ron Rivera, he's you know, he's he's in he's in the running for next coach being fired. I mean if there wasn't all this stuff happening with Snyder, he'd definitely be on the hot seat immediately. Yeah. Well, let's pass. It. okay So um, let's talk uh, Tampa against Carolina. Uh, Tampa opens a 10 point favorite on the road. 41 point total. Uh, now it's 11 in the contest for Tampa down to 40 and a half. Right, I can't back Carolina again. I, I just can't. It's painful as bad as, even if the metrics to me, like, yeah, to me, this should be an eight-point game for Tampa, but please. Uh, no way Carolina's going to win this game. I don't care who starts for them, Easton or not, but the Bucs aren't playing good football. Mm-hmm. I, I, whether it's Tom Brady not committed or, you know, we didn't talk about it that much, but did we talk about this already? About going to Robert Kraft's...
0: Yeah,
1: no... I mean, so so apparently what? Robert Kraft got married, but it was a surprise wedding. I don't know if you heard this. <laughs> surprise to who? Tell... Yeah, exactly, right? The, the woman's like, what? Okay, <laughs> you all right. you're rich. Um, but apparently they invited all these people to an event or party. Tom Brady didn't do the walkthrough again for the Pittsburgh game. Flew to New York, and it turned out to be Robert Kraft's wedding. Hey hey, we're having a wedding, okay. Uh, But we all know what's going on in his personal life. He's having a tough time, Brady, but it's just not the same. They're not as tight um, in terms of the offense, for sure. The defense is playing okay, but I can't get on board with either of these teams, I guess I'll say. Yeah,
0: I'm just not seeing how the Carolina offense is going to score more than 10 points in this game. So I think that if there's any way to look, we could consider Tampa Bay. I know that... Um, they haven't been putting up too many points of themselves their own lately but you got to figure that they're going to have a little bit of success passing against Carolina this week I mean Carolina has a really stout line and uh, and run defense but I think that Brady and the receivers could have a little bit of success offensively passing the ball so I would consider Tampa but uh, maybe we could find five better picks it seems like
1: reading her face. Yeah, let's let, let me text Giselle. <laughs> she was texting me last night. Let's see how they're together. Are they talking? Is it through the attorneys? <laughs> you know, let's maybe we could kind of send something, send a positive message his way.
0: You got to figure that Brady's reading all these reports about attending Kraft's wedding, though. Oh, and yeah. he's ready to kick some ass this weekend, don't you think? I mean, if there's any any spot that is Brady smash,
1: it's this one. Well, okay, I in the past I would agree with you. Fair. But let's think about this year. Uh, think about it this year. They were bad against the Chiefs for the most part. They had, they had a good offense that day. They just didn't play well. The The smash spot would have been against Atlanta. They only scored 21 points yeah. against Atlanta. And they, and they let the team come back to get within the number, almost win the game. Like, There's something missing here. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think he's going to play better, but... The I don't think Tom is focused on football right now. I'm sorry to say, you know, I don't know him personally, but TB12 eh? Brady doesn't seem as focused. So you could be right. Maybe we can throw that in. It's like our fifth pick. Okay. You know? Right on. All right, let's go Cleveland against the Browns. Uh, Cle- uh, the Browns, uh the Browns Cleveland against the Browns. Cleveland against the former Browns in the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> the Ravens are six and a half point favorites at home. Forty-seven point total in the opener. It's six and a half in the contest, 45 and a half, so the total dropped. This is tough, dude. I, look, the Browns are a weird team to me. I, You know, I didn't. I wrote them off at the beginning of the year with Brissett. and then they played pretty good and blew a couple games, but they should have been undefeated or whatever. They've looked really bad the last couple weeks. But the Ravens can't hold a friggin' yeah. lead, bro. They should They blew another lead last week. I mean, like, they lost to the Giants – when you talk about that, they blew a 10-point th- lead again. So six and a half, forget about it. I cannot possibly back the Ravens, but the Browns aren't that good. This line is exactly perfect in my metrics, but I don't know if I trust either of these teams, I guess. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
0: I was kind of hoping to squeeze out a seven in this game and and side with the divisional dog here, but I still think there's some value mm. at six and a half, though, to be quite honest. Uh, we've sure. seen for three on three occasions this season that the Ravens have blown double digit leads and although they look good in a couple of those first halves allowing the teams back in the second half is certainly a concern and um, I I don't really understand the move down on the total in this game because both of these defenses are pretty porous in terms of their run right. and uh, adjusted uh, line yards on defensive line and so I think that the Chubb and the Browns offensive line are going to be able to run on them a little bit. Same goes on the other side for the Ravens. And um, if this gets down to a total of 45, I could be interested at that key number. But do you think that you could back the Browns?
1: I can. They've screwed us before, but yes. um, Maybe in a dog Mm -hmm. setting, they're better. I mean, they have not done well as a favorite this year. So, Maybe I mean, like you said, divisional road dog, and this is a kind of pseudo grudge spot. You know, the former Browns against the Browns, you yeah. know that kind of thing. But it's a weird. I mean, earlier I think the look at had to be like three or three and a half in this game. So you're, you're definitely yeah. getting value on the Browns. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, yeah, it looks like openers are six and a half. But I hear you. Um, it's a divisional game too. Those the dogs, especially in this AFC North. Tend to perform well. I mean, the Bengals already went into Baltimore and got a cover on the road as well.
1: Well, you know, I had a lot of time when I was sick the first two days this week to listen to Beeson and stuff. What people are saying, at least with the Ravens right now, is that you know, not unlike the Eagles, they have great first halves. They're they're usually winning at the half. They sometimes have that double-digit lead or they're they're in good shape. But because the adjustments to this run game, which isn't as good as it used to be, and the quick passing game read option, come the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. the Ravens just can't get it done. Uh, so I just, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, that's fine. Yellow yellow or whatever that is, uh, kind of a creamy color on the Browns. This week. Green,
0: corn, yellow.
1: Cream <laughs> corn. yeah, it's very fall. All right, so here we go. Falcons against the Bengals here. Uh, the Bengals open as a seven-point favorite at home. 44.5-point total. The total's up to 47.5. The line is down to 6.5. <clears throat> Still in favor of the Bengals. This is a game that I've identified as a potential for Atlanta. And, again, it's how do you make the case for Atlanta? Well, first of all, they're undefeated against the spread. I mean, they, they beat us last week, as we discussed. And the Bengals' line is pretty good, I think, on defense to stop the run. But smoke and mirrors, man. I mean, Mariota's playing great. I don't understand what's happening here in Atlanta. I think I think Arthur Smith might be a good coach. Mm, I
0: don't know. I hope they the challenge flag on that one. They're
1: <laughs> three and three.
0: This I, team I, I agree. Terrible. There's a lot of season left, and while their offense has been great, uh, they do give up almost six yards of play on defense. They're still losing yards on average between the offense and defensive plays for a negative point four. And I don't think that this play is sustainable because of that metric. Uh, Defensively, they're not very good. Um, And I think on the other side, the Bengals are an offense that's trending upwards. We've talked about since week one of this season that the Bengals' new offensive line was going to take some time to gel. And I think in the last two weeks, we've seen that offensive line come into a little bit clearer shape. And so I think despite the metrics as we're seeing them, offensively, Cincinnati's ranked 21st, but I don't think that's their true color. I think that they have room to grow. And um, I think there's value on the Bengals in the favorite spot.
1: Hmm. Value, huh? I'm telling you, I put this line as minus four, just so you know. Um, well, maybe. I mean, Cincinnati got the big win at New Orleans. Yep, that's right. Was it New Orleans last week? Yeah, New Orleans last week. And Jamar Chase finally made some plays. I mean, he's been killing my fantasy team. Maybe. Let's put a, a okay. very light yellow on this one. Uh, it's going to be going against the Wegg's index. Doesn't mean it's been killing, by the way, the index, but it is one of those lines that stuck out for sure. here. All right, let's go to your, you know, I know what you're going to say on this one, but the Colts are going to the Titans. Uh, the Titans open as a two-point favorite now up to two-and-a-half. The totals went from 41.5 to 42.5. Look, eventually the Colts, but the Titans own them, right? That's, isn't that the truth? They, they beat them every time? Is that how it works?
0: Well, they won twice last year. Um, I don't recall. I'd have to look up the head-to-heads. If, I wouldn't say ownage, but they definitely oh, – yeah. uh, last, last season the Colts lost a tough one, in Tennessee, for sure. And obviously they lost in the first game this year in Indianapolis already.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, look, I called the Colts win against the Jags. Uh, It was close. I mean, it was a tough game, but then Matt Ryan played well. Uh, I'm not sure if the line just played better or the Jags. I don't know what happened in that game specifically. I'm sure you watched it more than I did, but the Colts, maybe that, you know, that horrible game, the Thursday night game kind of turned the tide a little bit. They're playing a little bit better. Now the Titans have won three in a row. And they're a really good first quarter team. So mm-hmm. if you were on, I'd take the first half spread on the Titans for sure. I just don't know about the second half. But my metrics say the Colts, buddy. And, you know, it should be like a one and a half, two point game, not a, you know, meaning for the Colts. I, I, the Colts should be favored. I, I know it sounds weird, but for the metrics.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I, and I did look up the head to head. In 2020, they split. In 2019, they also split. So not quite ownage, but. um. I got to start with the spread in the first game on this matchup. And we let the market, you know, we we have to assume that the market is efficient, despite the outcome. I know we talked sure. about it. The Colts actually held the Titans scoreless in that second half in that mm-hmm. game. And that was without Shaq Leonard defensively. And um, I think that looking at this game flipping the venue we should be seeing more of like a one or almost a pick game and now we're seeing the Colts listed as two and a half point underdogs and I think that there's quite a bit of value on the Colts when you add into the fact that Shaq Leonard's practicing this week Jonathan Taylor's Mm -hmm. practicing this week it looks like Naheem Hines is going to be back as well I think that uh, there's all the value on the underdog Colts here and uh, they finally got off the schneid last week and actually put some points on the board, too, which I think is a huge yeah. boost to their focus.
1: Yeah. Wow, is this going to be a green? We're, in, we're
0: all out of the Colts. I like the Colts, too. I think it's going to pop pick, however, but yeah. I, I'm okay with that at this point in the contest.
1: Right. we got to get picks. All right, here we go. The, uh, the darlings of, of the NFL, the Giants, go to the Jags. Uh, the Jags open as a three-point favorite. The contest has them at three. The totals 41 and a half to 42 and a half, very similar to the last game. I, you know, I, I'm a little confused by the line um, here. The Jags opened the season great. You know, they were they're metrically pretty good. They are technically better than the Giants, like in terms of the numbers, but I don't know. The Giants have been playing really well. I, I can't deny it. All smoke and mirrors. They do make a lot of comebacks. Danny Dimes is like captain fourth quarter comeback this year. But I don't, I don't know, man. Three points is too much for me in this game. It doesn't mean we have to make it as a pick. I just think that there's, there's some value there on the Giants, and but I backed it off. Originally, I had it in the outline that I want to pick them, and I backed off. So, what do you think?
0: It's a tough game. The uh, Giants are hot, one of the hottest teams in the league right now, outside of Philadelphia, yep. and um, it's. It's really difficult to for me to predict that it's going to continue just based on some of their metrics. They're another team talk about points per play. I'm sorry, yards per play. They are a negative 0.7 net yards per play. And so, even though that they've had some nice wins and some comebacks, I recall that they were down in the first half against the Packers, and then last week they had a double-digit comeback as well against the Ravens. And so, you got to ask yep. yourself, what are they doing to get in these big holes in the first half? And um I I you know, talk about good coaching jobs. I think that Brian Dable has done an yes. excellent job and Martindale, the defensive coordinator, equally as good. Yes. And some of the play calling offensively is extremely innovative. I think just watching their games mm-hmm. they get some first downs where you just they should never get them. And so maybe there is some, you know, some value in that coaching ability. I uh I'm torn though because on Sunday night the Jags opened at like one and a half or two and there were some syndicates that just pounded them all the way up to this number of three and so Mm. that gives me a little bit of pause even though it does seem like there's value on the Giants at three
1: yeah I mean the letdown could be a letdown spot I mean you know they've they've definitely put up some big games lately uh to come back I'm happy to stay away too actually we don't have to get on everyone but it's interesting because the Jags are kind of going the wrong Mm -hmm. way uh Lately, but at some point they'll write they'll the ship. But I think Dable's making the best case for coach of the year at this point. Yeah, yeah.
0: the Jags have a really good run defense, too, which is another pause okay. point for me, just knowing how uh, great Barkley's been this season. If the Jags can hold him down, they're going to put a little bit more pressure on that passing game.
1: Sounds like a stay away spot. I agree. All right, so let's take the last one on the one o'clock window. Of the Lions, your Lions are coming, you know, fresh as a daisy off the bye. Uh, they they go to Dallas. This open is a pick. I'm not sure where that one was either because I don't know if that's maybe at the beginning of the season or something. I had it like six, six and a half yep. on the opener. It's seven points in the contest. Um, the total was 48 and a half and up to 49. Look, I make this spread seven, so it's right on the numbers. I don't see any value. Do you think the Lions, you know, the Cowboys have been red hot. They're probably going to get Dak back. Everybody and their mother especially in in Texas, is going to pick the Cowboys. Seven's a big number. I I can't make the case for the Lions. I know you probably will, but uh, I I wish this was six and a half or six. I could have gone with the Cowboys, but I don't see any value here. I think that's a good number.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to make a case for the Lions, I can tell you. They've been great this season, um, you know, at hype, but hasn't really shown up in the win department yet, although, of course, the seven-point underdog here, they don't need to win. But I uh, I have some pause on this only because of the dynamic Dallas Cowboys pass rush and knowing Jared Goff's history of being able to perform with pressure in his face. Those two things don't really equate to me. Uh, although the Lions' uh, pass protection is number one in the league, 3.3 adjusted sack rate. They've only allowed Goff to be sacked seven times this year, so I'm supremely interested to see that matchup this week from the Dallas Cowboys defensive line going up against the Lions pass pro however uh, I don't think I can get on board with the Cowboys just because I don't know what to expect out of Dak you know in the NBA you see this all the time when stars are out for weeks or months on end and they come back they their team struggle because their uh, teammates defer to them quite a bit and so I think there may be a little bit of that here with Dak coming back which gives me some pause on that side
1: we forgot to mention, Cooper Rush finally lost a game. Yeah. And he did cover. What,
0: what a the... downer.
1: <laughs> I know, what a downer. But, um, no, I hear you. I, I'm fine to wait and see. I think it's going to be a popular, maybe not a popular pick in the contest, just the public's going to get back on the Cowboys with yeah. that. You know, it was kind of under the radar with Cooper Rush, and they were a really good bet on team because of that. But now, you know, it's a little overinflated. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I mean, we didn't even touch on the Lions' defense. I mean, phew. 32nd yeah, ranked in almost every category. 31st against the run. You got to figure Zeke and Pollard are going to have, they may not need a ton of Dak throwing the ball down the field on
1: Sunday. Yeah, and, you know, maybe they improve, right? I don't know. Um, I was surprised that they, you know, even though he was the, the hard knocks guys that we talked about, but I'm surprised they didn't fire the defensive coordinator. I mean, number 32. I mean, that's yeah. terrible. You're number one in offense and number 32 in defense. That makes no sense. So, um, all right, let's go to the next one. The four o'clock window. You've got the Texans against the Raiders. Uh, Raiders open as a seven-point favorite at home. Forty-three and a half point total. in Still seven. Forty-five and a half point total. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm gonna say. It's too <laughs> many points for the Raiders to cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both these teams coming off by, Both you know. Both teams. You know, well, Texans won. Raiders were near winning. So I think the Raiders certainly were playing a little bit better. And they still need wins. I mean, really one more. But I like the Texans plus the seven, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. Sorry, Dave. Proxy, light rain. Uh, I mean, This is how many, how many seven-point favorites have we seen cover this year? I don't have the numbers, but I can tell you there hasn't been a lot not because there's a ton of parity in this league this year outside of Buffalo and Kansas City, and uh, I do not think that any team in Las Vegas should be laying seven against any NFL opponent right now.
1: Yeah. What, what do you think about this total? I'm a little surprised. I mean, maybe it's because Houston doesn't score. What's your DVOA calculator say? Because 45 and a half, that's the other thing about this. The total seems like a little low for the game, a little bit low. but seven point favorites on a 45 and a half total, you have to take the dog. But I just, I think this game is going to go over this total for sure.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that there's a little bit of value in the total. I mean, you have 27th-ranked defense in the Raiders and 26th in Houston Texans. So right. you got to figure the offenses have the edge on both sides of the ball. Right. Um, you know, coming out of the bye, do you think that Lovie Smith is going to have something ready to go for Derek Carr and company?
1: <laughs> I, <Hope so. laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just think that the Texans, like I said at the beginning of the season, everybody's going to yeah. underestimate this team. They're not a great team. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the total in terms of the spreads, I mean they can surprise teams and they've done it all year. I mean they've probably covered in you know, at least three of their games. So maybe four. You know, they've obviously one one they weren't supposed to. They tied one, so they've definitely covered three times. Yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely on board if we want to at least put us as a yellow topology. Agree. Sorry, 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 Proxy. Uh all right, let's go into this one. My beloved Jets, I'm gonna get my Jets jersey now. Uh, are going to Denver saying it open as a pick I, I had it you know, that's not the way I saw it when it first came out it was like three and a half or something I should have hit it like immediately because uh, I think I had Denver as yeah. I think I can say in this game that's right and I was like what the hell this is crazy get the Jets and then what happens the market right now is a pick by the way uh, in the contest it's, one, it's still one point right am I wrong yeah it's one point yep. for Denver. So maybe maybe the love has gone too far or the hate has gone too far on the Broncos, but it's very hard. This is where the NFL screws you. The Broncos' defense offense is terrible. Like, they could not score at all the other night. And you saw some of those replays on Twitter where, I don't know what's going on. The protections were all wrong. Russell's getting destroyed. But they still had a chance to win the game. The defense is so good. Um, but the jet, and so this is going to be one of those who's going to blink first because both defenses are solid. I do think the, the Broncos have the potential to score, but Russell stinks. So I'll take the young Jets again on this one. I just thought it was going to be a better number. I mean, one is not a huge. It's like a pick 'em now.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the circa bookmakers know a little something about where this number is heading and I predict that the Jets are going to close favorites on Sunday because I'm reading reports that uh, Russell Wilson may or may not actually suit up on Sunday I'm reading here probable with a hamstring strain but I think it's going to be a little bit more than that Mm -hmm. and I expect we're going to see some injury news between now and then so the question we'll have to ask on saturday afternoon is do we want to ride with everyone else in the contest after the injury news yeah i know
1: i don't know and who's the back there ripping
0: that's a good question i think it is ripping okay
1: yeah so you would go with the broncos not the jets you're highlighting the broncos
0: no no oops <laughs> my bad no i i'm i'm in full agreement with you on the jets i like them even at the number of one i like them a lot more at three yeah. like you did but uh, I think that there's still value on them, especially with such a low total and dropping to 38 points down from 41 and open. I think that uh, this is going to be a really tightly contested game. yeah. Yeah, going to be
1: a 10 to 7 or, you know, hopefully they score that many points. I mean, Denver, I got to go back. Have they scored over 20 this year? Was it they didn't in the opening night? It feels like this team hasn't scored over 20 points this year. I mean, it's unbelievable. And the Jets, mm-hmm. as bad as that offense looked against Green Bay last like, week, they've got something in that fourth quarter. That you know, Wilson obviously opens it up. Brees Hall maybe wears him down, but I don't know if you also read this week too. So Melvin Gordon didn't play at all last week against the Chargers.
0: Yeah. He got he got one or two carries around, I think, and then they benched him. Yeah, yeah. right it was mid first quarter he hit the bench.
1: So now he's like they they had a chat, him and Hackett, so now he's gonna start this week. Um,
0: oh, that's that's a downward signal for me.
1: <laughs> so I don't know. It's just heck. It's a bad coach too. Let's factor that in.
0: Uh, yeah, they average 15 points per game, which is good for dead last. Yeah, exactly.
1: Now let's go to the next one. Uh, Seahawks at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers again. I don't know if this is accurate. The open as a pick. I think they open a little more than that. Which number? you I had seven and a half, and it's down to like five and a half now in the contest. So. Yep. The totals way though, 52 and 50 down to 51 last week, though, that you know didn't happen against Arizona. Man. I don't know if it was Pete Carroll's adjustments or whatever. And the Chargers couldn't score. But I do think the Chargers wake up in this game and score some points. So I understand why the total or the uh, spreads up at and a half. I still I had this game at five. So I mean, it's, there's no value to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you want to back the Chargers, who have they covered this season? I think they, they still have. <laughs> <laughs> what's their? What's their? What's their favorite? As a favorite, do they ever cover? No,
0: that's a good question. Uh, they uh, they are four and two against the spread. Yep. The, the narrow cover against Cleveland, although I think that was probably closer to a push. Oh yeah, that's and right. And then uh, they covered against Houston and then Kansas City and lost against the first two weeks. Um, right. I, I don't I don't think I'm interested in backing the Chargers right now. Talk about offensive yeah. line deficiencies. I mean, they they're having a, a little bit of trouble protecting um Herbert as well recently and so I think that uh the Seahawks pass rush might be able to get a little pressure on him and um, on the other side Geno Smith has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league so far yeah. they have a fourth ranked offense in their own right and I think that they're going to be able to hang in this
1: game yeah
0: I'm not sure that I'm willing to back them on the road today, though
1: yeah yeah I'm okay to pass I I, I don't I have a strong feeling about this game, you know, if we have some other choices, and we've already got a couple highlighted. So let's, let's just pass this one. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Chiefs at 49ers. This is really the – they're in a lot of good games this week, to be honest with the action. Uh, you're basically Titans, Colts, and Chiefs for 49ers. But uh, Chiefs open as a 2.5-point favorite. There's still 2.5 points on the road, uh, total from 47 to 48.5. Right, I'm going to hear. I'm gonna give you the handicap that I've heard before even – I was on San Francisco as soon as, as, soon as this game was laid out. I'll tell you, all just right. because, first of all, they, win, they alternate wins and losses. That's what they've done all season. That's one. But it's very rare for a team, even though the Chiefs were a basically a home dog and lose and then go on the road and be a road favorite. It's like a, one of those betting-isms that you always bet against that team. Um, so that's that's the professional yeah. handicap, but... I just think that these teams are much closer than they should be. There's two and a half for the Chiefs. It should at least be a pick here. here. We're getting value here with San Francisco, even though they look like crap last week.
0: Okay. I would agree on on those handicapping points, but my concern is just the injuries on defense. Yeah. They're just mounting, and they lost two more secondary members last week in the game, and, I'm not really sure who's going to be suiting up this week on that side of the ball, and it scares me going up against the Chiefs' offense as potent as it is. Right. So, I mean, I would be willing to look at it, but want to do a little more deep dive into the injury report on Saturday before we pull the trigger.
1: Well, last week we probably yeah, we should have talked each other out of it uh, because of the injury report. So I agree with you for sure. And the Chiefs, by the way, the Chiefs have a tough schedule. I mean, look at the schedule. Um, it just never really yeah. has let up yet. We'll see if it does at some point. But every week, I mean, the Raiders game was their kind of soft spot, and they almost got beat. But you know, it's a tough schedule, so we'll see. I do think the Chiefs, you know, they're gonna obviously after facing the Bills, uh, you know, they should be ready for a tough defense. But we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Good, good game there. Let's go to the Sunday night game: uh, the Steelers against the Dolphins. The uh, Finns, again, sums up with these openers. I think they did open as a favorite, maybe like a four- or five-point favorite. They're up to a seven-point favorite in this one, maybe with the Tua News, the total at 45. Um, you know, I don't love the Steelers' defense, but it's a little too many points for me uh, for to back the the Dolphins. You know, they they had the early season magic when they were coming back all the time, and maybe that's what people were thinking with Tua coming back, but – i got this at five five and a half and just too many points for for me for miami so Steelers are passed but I get it going back to Steelers they got lucky last week
0: yeah i think um you know i think i had an opener at six and a half on this one so seen a couple of sharp books already that are up to hmm. seven and a half so uh pinnacle seven and a half and uh the rest are at seven it looks like so there, something in uh, the market is telling us, I don't know if it's just Tua-related or uh, perhaps a downgrade going from Pickett to sure. Trubisky. Although I am I view those two quarterbacks as pretty even in my mind.
1: And Pickett so, pre- um, practiced in full yesterday. and you don't even play I don't even know what's yeah. going on there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean... You know, the Miami defense has been pretty good so far this season. They're really good against the run, seventh ranked, um, not so good against the pass, pass. But on the other side, I think, uh, you know, the Steelers defense is still missing some of their key players. And I do think that whether it's Tua out there or Scott Thompson, if he returns, that they're going to be able to have some success throwing the ball through the air against the Steelers. So I would probably lean to Dolphins, but I'm happy to pass on it as well. Yeah, if you let's want to
1: pass. Go that route. Seven is, I'll be sweating that uh, late Sunday night. Okay. All right, here we go. I can see you. You got the highlighter already ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Bears are you're playing right. the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Man, this is this would be a great game like 10 years ago. Um, the Pats open as a seven-point favorite. They're eight in the contest now. The total went from 38-and-a-half, ooh, up to a robust 39-and-a-half. Action's already highlighted the Patriots. I can't can't disagree. I mean, I've actually got as a nine-point favorite for for the Pats here. So there's a little bit of value here, but it's mainly, obviously I saw my Bears in action. Maybe they can pull some stuff out of their butt, but the Patriots are playing really good football right now. Zapier doesn't matter. The run game's there, and they're going to figure out how to stop this juggernaut Bears offense so (laughs) I see that you're okay with with the eight point uh advantage
0: yeah uh I think this is a smash spot this is like the probably the most glorious teaser leg that I can remember in the last several seasons I've I've punched in probably six or eight teasers right now and a majority of them include the Patriots so um In terms of eight points, though, I think that uh, this is an offense the Patriots that we've seen capable of putting up big numbers. They scored 38 against the Browns last week and uh, punny against the the Packers the week before that or or a couple weeks ago when Zappi first came in. And um, on the other side, though, I think is the handicap in this game. We've heard for Belichick's whole career he is famous for taking away what their opponent does best and uh, making them one-dimensional, and now we have an offense that's coming into New England that's already one-dimensional before they even arrive. Yes. Justin Fields can't throw the ball, and so I think that they are in a really bad spot in terms of being able to move on the Patriots this week.
1: Yeah, back-to-back primetime spots for the Bears. Thank you. Thank you, NFL. Um, we're replacing the the Denver Broncos with the Bears now. So yeah, I can't disagree. It's going to be hard to against the Bears that bad but it's it's a it's just a tough spot and I don't know why they, they made this game but that's it
0: well uh, because Belichick has the chance to pass Hallis in the all-time wins oh ball, is that right and so they had to line up the, Bears uh, for uh, the record-breaking
1: force to make it all the yeah, noteworthy so definitely a good um survivor spot is that your survivor pick this week yeah yeah
0: yeah, along with like 40% of the exactly. other conditions. You did have to
1: sweat out the Chargers. You advanced, yeah. but that uh, Chargers game, man, that was uh, that was dicey. Sweaty. <laughs> All right, well let's review our picks this week. We have several to choose from. Uh, we talked about the Browns plus six and a half at the Ravens in a, a light tone there. Uh, the Bengals uh, covering six and a half against the Falcons at home. Finally, maybe beating the, the mighty Falcons against the spread. The Colts, we're, we're all on board with the Colts, plus two and a half on the road at the Titans. Uh, we do like the, the Texans, plus seven at the Raiders against our, our proxies team. We do like the Jets, plus one against the Broncos. And then uh, we'll talk about the 49ers at home getting two and a half points at home. And then the, the said smash spot, which is you know it's a very popular term, smash spot uh, for the Patriots, uh, <laughs> minus eight at home on Monday Night Football against the Bears.
0: Zappy
1: hour on oh, a Monday man, night. Zappy. I, I see like you, that. Zappy. I see you. Take it a little easy. Just, just score 12 points and then beat the Bears 12-0. So. All right. Well, let's cover the update here at the Circa Million. Uh, we didn't have a great week again, Action. So two and three have kind of sputtered here down the stretch. Uh, in the middle here, I should say. We're 17-12-1. Still still pretty good percentage. We're down to 1,087th now. So in about a quarter of the way down, 25 percentile. Um, mm mm-hmm. Top dogs, 25 and five. That's that's getting it done. That's getting it done action. Uh, they are starting to come back to the pack, though, so <clears throat> they're not running away with it. In those first few weeks, I was a little worried when there was, like, nobody getting anything wrong. Uh, the top 100 is 21 and nine. So we're three and a half back, which isn't terrible. We lost, you know, a little bit the last couple weeks, but if we can get a couple more four and ones. We'll be right back in the mix. Um, I mean, overall, I mean, you can't be upset with what we've been doing so far just just had a couple of weeks
0: yeah yeah i mean just a hair below 60 percent oh. uh 66 percent really by my math so i mean we're we're right in there um if we keep it going i think that uh a couple of five and oh weeks here
1: in This quarter we'll be right back in the Yeah, I think things. I got at 58% action, so you know. Oh, um, so. But yeah, but the the winner, the top guy's 83%, and then the, the top 100 is 70%. So we're that far off, uh, and they'll cool out as things go. So we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, my voice, but I'm still going out action. I'm still going to go out tonight, Friday, Saturday. Why not? Friend's uh, birthday tonight. Mm-hmm. Got the team dinner tomorrow. We got the. Have you have you ever heard of the band called Cheat Codes? I had not it's an EDM band. Maybe Melissa knows it no. going to, going to a club with the volleyball crew on uh, Saturday night <clears throat> after like football during the day. So Sweet. they do these things called challenges where like you basically have to, you get an individual challenge. Like I, I got to make out with a stranger or something like that. And it's like, you know, you assign it to somebody, you got to swap shirts with somebody or something like that. Uh, these, these kids, Sounds these kids fun. got these great Good ideas these days. So. <clears throat> what do you got going <laughs> Marcus is
0: Uh, we're Yeah, Marcus is here through Saturday, so we'll uh, hang out with him the last couple of hours, uh, maybe get some rock climbing in, and then settle into there the couch you go. for football. There you go. I like it.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to be watching football on Sunday after probably being hungover after uh, Saturday night. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, follow us on Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Pod uh, Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wigspool on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All
1: right, everybody. Good luck.
0: That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.